What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from Estopin All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast, powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to another episode of the Bamos Morados Podcast. My name is Benton, and I don't want to be here right now. Uh, <laughs> my name is Zach. I'm here. Let's talk it out. We're we're ripping the Band-Aid. We're going to go ahead and do it. We're going to talk about out. I don't. I forgot. Whatever. We're going to talk about it. Being the the match, a soccer it's match. Better, it's better to talk about it, right? Just get it out. Yeah, we got to talk about our emotions. Just rip the band aid. I was feeling, it. I was feeling yeah. very emotional. But before we talk about it, the match itself, I'd like to talk about the trip in Al Lang Stadium and the tailgate and stuff. Because overall, I thought it was a pretty great time. We had a great turnout of people. So shout yeah, out to everybody who made that trip. Yeah. You I could hear the chance on the, on the broadcast. I was going to say that. I, I think, been... uh, I think the Louisville section was fairly close to where the camera was. Yeah. So I think it was, you could but... actually hear the, you could actually hear the Louisville chance louder yeah, than, no, than the rowdy strand. It's like the 30 minutes in or so. Like I, but it was very clearly hell, hear them yelling, vamos, Baratus, but they forgot the dot com. but you know, innocent mistakes happen. Um, <laughs> but like, you could hear like, like how often does that happen? How many games, like not even Louisville City games, just just games in the USL this season period. Can you hear the away team that heavily? Like so, it was very awesome. We traveled and very it, well, and it was not a close trip. <laughs> yeah, it was not. So like everybody hopped on a plane or got in that bus. Man, it's a long bus ride. So like troopers there. God forbid, drove. Yeah. Ugh. So I mean, it was a lot. So like everybody that went, like, like hats off to you, like. Like it was, it was awesome. The tailgate was a lot of fun. There were a lot of great rowdies people there. It was a real good time. I got to meet a lot of people I've only interacted with on Twitter there. So that was really cool. A lot of fun. Um, you know, there, um, I, I, I did have one negative experience. I'm only going to be negative once on this podcast and I got to talk about it's me versus the usher. Which I notoriously tweeted Here, about. You've been hitting it this for days. I want to hear, I want to hear the days. story. It's been like 24 hours. Spill the tea. <laughs> so I was uh, I was sitting kind of near where the bench was for the team, and I'm going to preface this. Uh, I, yeah, I was been drinking. I was like, I was drunk, like whatever. Like I wasn't like being bad. I was loud. That's why I upset the woman in front of me. But it's a soccer game, you're loud. We, yeah, soccer yeah. Game. It wasn't like Wimbledon or the PGA. Like, come on. Anyway, we we made up. We were good. We were friends. Um, she actually knew where my hometown was. Small world, right? Anyway, um, so I forget what point it was. It might have been like after after 
Tampa scored their first goal. And I went to go like encourage the team or whatever. And I, so I'm like, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to just cheer them on. So I walked down the aisle and in the aisle, like kind of towards like the end of it, like kind of towards the field, that little corner there, like right where the team was sitting, there were like two or three rally people just standing there or whatever. I didn't think anything of it. So I walk over, I, you know, get next to them and I'm like cheering directly at the team. I'm clapping my hands going like, let's go city. Yeah, you got this. I swear to God, this usher used his like Brian Ownby like speed and came immediately down the aisle. I got in my face. He was irate. He's like, you got to sit down, grab security, come take out. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I had some words to say back to him. They were there colorful. Anyway, I, I, just, I go and sit back down like whatever. Like I was I was mad about that night. It's funny in hindsight. And then, you know, fast forward towards like the end of the match, like like they were up and it like things were looking pretty dire and i looked at the people surrounding because it's mostly I, tampa people i got to see sad bitten on the tv i don't know if you've made it to that part of oh no broadcasting am i a, no but, but after after we go down you i i can see the bucket hat real clear they zoomed in on the crowd oh they didn't zoom in on me like i'm not no, like no, the not meme. you specifically i'm not the like, crying family they showed oh, thank god they showed a shot and like i could see you i could see you being real depressed in the stands Oh, I'm glad it wasn't a zoom in. I'm like, oh my God, no, I'm the poster child for the sad Louisville fan. Oh, my heart skipped a beat, dude. It's not, that's not me. That's, oh, okay. Anyway, so, you know, we're, we're down. It looks like we're about to lose. And we're, there's mainly just Tampa fans around us. And there's like a little family, a neutral family force. They were all fun. So I turned, I'm like, well, it's been fun. Like a good game, guys. Like I'm going to go get thrown out now. Like, <laughs> so I go back over to the bench area. <laughs> And I start cheering him on and Corbin Burns right there. I fist bump him. And this usher, boom, like he's got a good 40 time, I swear. Came right down. I'm like, I told you once, blah, blah, blah. And I start mouthing back off to him and I just walked off. So I didn't get thrown out, but I was It'd ready. It'd be more fun if you got thrown out. It'd be a better story. Huh? I know, right? Like I'm just imagining like Stone, like have you ever seen that, that video clip Stone Cold, like getting arrested and walked out of the arena with the cops and he's just like, <laughs> it would not have looked half as cool. Cause in my mind, that's what it looked like, but it would not looked like that at all. Don't call one wear a bucket hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, by the way, like earlier in the day, I was sitting there um, waiting for a Justin Tischendorf. We were going to um, get lunch together. And I'm sitting there, and this guy walks up to me. He's like, hey, you burn? I'm like, what? What does that mean? And he's like, you smoke butt. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I don't. <laughs> I think it's because of the bucket hat. <laughs> and somebody else, unrelated, he walked up to me, and he's like, yo, how much for, for that hat? Because he had purple shoes. He was not a Louisville fan. He's like, I want to buy that hat. I'm like, I'm not giving up this hat. It's signed by the team. He's like, oh, by your like soccer team? I'm like, yes. And he left. I'm like, huh, that was weird. So anyway, that was um, that was my exchange with the usher. But aside from that and some dude downtown that was uh, mouthing off to me when I was getting my lift, he just started like, oh, they're choke artists. Like, I'm like, dude, I didn't even do anything to you. What are you doing? Besides that, I had a great time. There were great people there. There was, uh, I forget her name a rowdy's fan she's like dressed up like a cheerleader she's very nice like go around thanking everybody at the tailgate for for coming down and then afterwards after i left my section i well i got exiled from my section i i went over towards like where the little city people were and she was over there you know she congratulated us like hugged me and stuff cool cheer me up so it was uh it was a fun time a fun trip did not like the results did not like that usher but aside from that i had a great old time the weather was beautiful um um, St. Petersburg is really cool. There's a cool little strip there, some restaurants and whatnot, kind of near the uh, baseball stadium. But 
yeah, it was a fun time. Let's talk about, Ben, let's talk about the good times. Let's talk about the salad days. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about the first 20 minutes of that game. <laughs> let's, hey, let's preface it though. We were the heavy underdogs. And honestly, I think it was kind of justified. We were plus 300 or 350, something like that, which is, if you're not a gambler, don't worry. That just means not good, which I thought was harsh, but. Um, I mean, I probably should have looked it up before the, before we recorded, but I, I believe they were the best team at home in the league this season. Oh yeah. They had like yeah, that, strongest home field advantage in the league. So. 538 only gave us like a 30 some odd percent chance to win. Like, so let's preface it that the odds were always against this going in. Well, here. and I thought actually pretty good odds from 538. I, I believe it was 6337, which is honestly like a, team that's been as strong at home as tampa like on the road that those are very that's a very good win percentage yeah, for the road and, team and we, and again we've we've not had a lot of luck on the road this season yeah. too so i mean it's not really the small field syndrome happening there but yeah. so i mean i think that's that's important context to this matchup something to something to keep in mind yeah. i was gonna say something else but i forgot it'll come back later so let's talk about the first 20 or so minutes because it was a physical game. I think the teams, I mean, both of them kind of shot out the gate right away. We're, we're both going for it. And I thought it yeah. was, this is probably the, the one part of the match where it's very much more of a back and forth affair. I, yeah. And I think had it not played out the way it did, th- I think the first 20 minutes are what the game would have looked like. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think, like, just the way things played out, the whole game changed. Yeah. sort of but but i i For think sure. that first half hour is probably like had louisville not gone up gone up two to nothing i think it would have looked like that for the whole game yeah not and not to get ahead of myself but like when i'm doing my write-up like i've i made sure to go on the sofa score specifically because it breaks down the stats by like half and by like extra time half because that tells like, you just can't look at the the full-time statistics for possessions shot and stuff like that and get a good feel for the match because that does not tell a story at all. Well, and I really like the the attacking momentum chart, which is just like oh, where yeah. your oh. team has the ball in possession. Like we t- that's yeah, a very good visual for like who's on the front foot. Like how's the game going? If you look that first half hour, it is back and forth between Louisville and Tampa with like slight with a little bit of an edge Louisville for that first yeah. half hour. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, obviously we were uh, we got very fortunate, like. I honestly thought it was uncharacteristic. Our first goal came off that set piece, long wall to Brian Ownby waiting wide open by himself I'd at the far end and just tapped it in. Like, how how I don't often know, does Tampa I don't make know that whose mistake? Decision it was to just not mark Ownby on a free kick, but yeah. <laughs> so we I mean were, that was we were as easy of a goal most, as yeah. Brian Ownby is ever going to have. <laughs> yeah, Tam- I mean you replay that match however many times. Tampa does not make that mistake, so I think we were we were fortunate to get it. We earned it. But yeah. I think at the same time, though, it was uh, well. I think I mean not a both common of error. those goals, I, like it, they were they were uncharacteristic mistake mistakes from Tampa, but they were the result of like Louisville attacking. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, not taken um, away from the team of performance at all. But it was I mean, also Louisville, also Louisville part of them the being foul, uncharacteristic. Got a free kick. I mean, sometimes weird stuff happens on free kicks. That's <laughs> yeah. Louisville fans are quite aware of that. <laughs> yeah. So. um, 
so obviously, you know, we get the one and then what was about the 20 minute mark was when Forrest Les, they sent in that, that own goal off of a, a really good low cross I mean, from, yeah. from, from PDP. And Paolo got to the touchline, like is a, like is a dangerous cross that like, it was a gift in that Forrest Lasso knocked it in, but like, you know, that was, that was a dangerous cross. That was going to be a dangerous play. Like I've oh, yeah. earned, earned that. Yeah. Uh, Again, that's not not normal. Normally, the kind of mistake uh, somebody of Forrest, um, yeah, Forrest Lasso's caliber would make. But I mean, it happened. But like you said, I think you know we'd earned it by creating yeah. that situation. And I think I think this <laughs> I tweeted this at at John, our guest last week, right afterward. But he right <laughs> after that one, he posted like this game has not gone the way I was expecting. <laughs> I was like, soccer's weird, man. Weird things happen in soccer. It's a weird game to try to break down because yeah. because lots of weird random things can happen in soccer. Yeah. So it was, I was feeling, I mean, obviously I was feeling very good at that point because I knew if Tampa scored first, like it was, I don't want to say I lost cause, but, but the fact that we not only scored first, we scored early and we got two, we got yeah. two goals. I was like, that was, I, I wouldn't, if you told me that walking in, I'd stare at you funny, like, cause I, I did not see that coming. I thought I was kind of pegging it to be like a one nil kind of match, like just yeah. one goal. And I think it. the way that the team reacted, I don't know if they expected that to happen either. Yeah. <laughs> cause it definitely, especially uh, we talked about that attacking momentum, but like the moment that second goal goes in, it is just only Tampa for the rest of that first half. Like <laughs> that, the, yeah, that it, it was after that second goal went in for that for, for the rest of that half, at least it, it was Tampa all the, all the way. Yeah, but thankfully they were not creating or at least getting off a yeah. lot of and, good shots. Their their pace, their their style seemed very frenetic and almost, yeah. I don't want to say so they join it, but not not as organized as they could be. After that second goal, they had all of the ball, but they only got two shots off that whole first half. So very panicky, you know, that like, I think, I think Louisville did a very good job of, I, you know, it, it swift, it, it switched to all Tampa possession, but it was not very dangerous in that for that rest of that first half. Yep. I agree. I completely agree. I think they, their the halftime break, I think did them well because that second half, they were, I think a lot more deliberate with their possession and their attack. And because they got organized and they got more, more explicit, they were able to keep the ball, be the dangerous team, and keep us from from really being attackers in, and 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 pretty much any way. Like I know a lot of people have felt that we had parked the bus for the full second half, and I don't completely agree with that. I think they eventually Louisville did. did came out for the first ten or fifteen minutes of that second half. Louisville was like Louisville had the ball and and was trying to score. Like you can see on the momentum chart that like that. First 10 or 15 minutes of that, Louisville has the edge there. Yeah. But then from that 60, it's about the 60th to 65th minute out. It's just all Tampa for the rest of the, yeah. that second I, half. I, I and still, and it, it seemed to me like the team just wore down yeah. at about the, like. That's yeah, fair. Around That's... the late 70s, early 80s. I Like you could see, especially like, um, I mean, Jogo got subbed out. I think he was, he was doing a lot of defending and yeah. 
uh, um, Jorge, you could tell, like started cramping up and was, it, it, it looked like it was really taken out of the team spending that much time on defense by about like the 80th minute. Yeah. And, and I kind of feel like the, the, the whole, you know, I'm going to air, air quote park in the bus. Like it, that was deliberately enacted probably about the 75th minute when Swahi came in for bone. Cause that, you know, the other subs all had been pretty much like for like for the most part, but that was more defensive oriented, that really defensive oriented. So I think by that point, it would be fair to call it park in the bus, but anything before that, I just simply think it was Tampa doing well. And better. Tampa was desperate. Like that, they yeah. like they needed two goals and time was running out. Yeah, so. but they're they're again they're more organized and more deliberate yeah. and they were out getting way more shots off. I think they got I just mean they were committing people forward. They like they're gonna they're a good team like a good team that's yeah needing goals like that is gonna have a lot of the ball. That's yeah just, it, it it just it wasn't as panicky and that was not good for us. We want we needed them to be panicky and not quite fully themselves but it definitely seems like had they gone up 2-0 in like the 70th minute they would have definitely been able to close out that game but like they went up so early that tampa had time to figure it out yeah it feels like uh yeah. we gotta talk about it don't we the like 83 minute onward all 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 do we gotta talk about this the man that has Wild had Mobile Jester. City's number from the moment he <laughs> left the team. Yeah, what was what oh, was and your... before and before? I should. Well, yeah, for go ahead. People who are not like super, super fans that don't remember. So Lucky and Kosana, like I I remember him from before he was even on Mobile City because he had like maybe the best individual game an attacker that I remember having against Mobile City in person had when he played for Penn and he just all by himself, I think he, see my brain may be distorting it in memory. It feels <laughs> like he scored like a minute and a half into the game on like a one-on-one breakaway, just like, just like shoved down a defender and did it all by himself. Uh, and I don't remember, he had a brace, I think in that game, but uh, Louisville got just absolutely lit up by Penn FC and it was all him doing it. And then I'm trying to look for that match now on yeah. FOTMOB. Uh while you're doing that. So and then Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Austin, what what was the minute that he scored? He scored in the first minute and yeah. the 63rd minute. And it was That's a three three yeah. game. It was yeah. when when's the date on here? June sixteenth, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. And then so yeah. He did that. Then Pit FC is no more at the end of that season. Uh and so, uh, Penn FC, formerly Harrisburg City Islanders, now nothing. Oh, that was them. I didn't. Yeah, I they, didn't realize they rebranded to Penn FC. For oh, just, I didn't realize this like, rebrand. Yeah, I was still kind of a casual fan at that point. Yeah. Uh, so then, I think probably in large part because of that game, we pick him up in that offseason, and mm. he's good for Louisville, but not great. It never seems like it he really fit in with like the style we played here. He's, he scared me cause he was so physical and aggressive. I'm like, dude, this guy's going to get a red card. Like every time he's out here. Well, I, I just, mean, I don't think he did, but he was just very like, yeah, it was a lot. He was not terrible for Louisville, but it definitely like after what I had seen him do against Louisville, it was, did not seem like he was getting the most out of his time here. And so 
in what is probably one of the most consequential trades to like Eastern Conference playoffs in history. Right. (laughs) Uh, So we trade with Tampa like three quarters of the way through that season. Uh, Just a straight up one for one trade, hoping for lucky. Um, And I remember at the time, I was pretty bummed about that trade because I like lucky was a player I liked a lot and I wanted to see him like do better here. Um, so, uh, first year that trade works out real great for us <laughs> because, because that is, that is the year we, that's the season we go to away at Indy in the conference finals and, and hope no scores 94th minute uh to tie up the game to send it to overtime for us to win that game um but then it seems like every time we have played Tampa since since that trade lucky has lit us up <laughs> like uh i'll have to look uh, look it up it, it, i don't think it was just this game like i, I think the last time we played Tampa it, he also had a very good game uh, yeah, he, he didn't score in the last. Um, uh, oh, wait, that's not the I was going to say that's not the Eastern Conference Finals. This is I'm looking back did at he the score in last year's Eastern Conference. Well, I have memory hole. No, game. no, he, he didn't. He didn't score in that one. I remember. I, I think it was that. the regular season game. last Yeah, season no, there's a late scored. October one from 2019. He did not score in that one. Let's see about there's one in September. He did. It's so there's yeah. one match in September of that year. He scored in the 89th minute. Oh, oh, that's a heartbreaker. Okay, yeah, so that's what I mean. I, I, we were up. I we seem up, to remember it being very similar to this situation. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we were up two 0 They got a penalty at the 87th minute. This dude scores at the 89th minute. Yep, that's that's what I I, I remembered him. Wow, pulling off a very similar thing. So, bruh, yeah. So that <laughs> like that trade worked out great and terrible for us. <laughs> I I, um, I still I am still ha- I think both teams are ha- it's one of those trades where oh both no, teams are happy. I mean that it. is that is like as good as a trade could work out for both teams. Yeah. Basically, I think both teams had players who were not living up to their full potential just with the system that the team played, yeah. and I think both teams and players have been better off post trade. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so we get to it. So Lucky checks in in the. Like 83rd 81st minute and 81st. then scores in the 83rd minute. There we go. <laughs> uh, and I mean, he was, I, I don't, because right when it happened, everybody jumped up around me and I did not jump up because I was not happy about it. But from yeah. what I seen to say, he was pretty, he was pretty close to the, to the goals kind of just out a little. Yeah. As uh, kind of like what Omi had just like a tap in on a, yeah. I, uh, on a corner kick that. Yeah. Got batted around, I think, and then got to him. Yeah. Which will sound familiar. Because uh, the exact same thing happened in the 96th minute. Uh, but yeah, it, so just to get to the game, like it was all Tampa from like mid 70s on. Uh, and man, it looked like it looked like it worked for Louisville. It like yeah. it like they made it all the way through the added time. It's like one, it's a corner kick that's gonna be the last play of the game. Uh for stats nerds, team score on corner kicks like three percent of the time. 
So like, like all Louisville's got to do is clear that ball and that game's over. So like, I know, I know what I was talking about parking the bus was the bad idea. Parking the bus was as close to working as it possibly could have been. Like they were, that ball bounced around. I didn't count. Did you catch? It takes like four deflections back and forth across the box before it goes in on that corner kick. Right. It's just like ping ponging around in there back and forth one clearance. And I think it's Alexi. Alexi tries to do like a sideways sideways, not quite. Uh, it's like not quite a bicycle kick kind of around his side and just sort of doesn't get it clean. And the ball, he like hits the ball and it falls back down at his feet and another Tampa player gets to it. But like we were one clean clearance away from that game being blown dead and it's over. Cause I, I had seen some complaint about they added four minutes of extra time and that goal came in the 90 and sixth minute of extra, extra time. But I, I believe like that ball went out of bounds right around the fourth minute. And then just with, with the amount of time it takes to take a corner, plus how long it bounced around, like the ref can't call the game dead in the middle of a corner kick. Like somebody on Louisville has to clear that ball for the game to be over. Yeah. Um, and just like, it never got out of the box <laughs> really. Yeah. I mean, if, and then, if, if, I mean, if it's, it's how it happened, we're, we'll probably say this multiple more times still from here, but like if, if things brutal. were tied up, yeah, if things were tied up and it went to extra time, like, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, for it to happen like that, the game like, would go to extra time. Like I, like, I, are you I, proud, Zach? Are I you would happy? normally have been happy with that. You win, you win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, like it's, it's how it happens that yeah. makes it that much more painful. Well, and just how agonizingly close Louisville was to, to, to gutting that out. Like, yeah, it, it's it's literally as close as it possibly could have been to being a win without actually being a win. Yeah, so painful, stressful time. So, and then after that, so that's a situation where like Tampa had subbed off a bunch of defenders and on a bunch of attacker attackers at that point, and Louisville had subbed off several attackers and on a couple of defenders. So like that overtime was going to be weird. And like, like all of the, like, it's hard not to be deflated uh, as, as a team after that. Cause like, you're just for the last 30 minutes, all you're doing is like, just gut it out and stay alive. And now suddenly you're going to extra time. I mean, they're in the situation that Indy was in <laughs> a couple years ago. It's like, how do you, after you've changed the mindset that much, like how do you turn it back on? And mm-hmm. the that first, um, the first period of the overtime just felt like a continuation of the end of that game. Yeah. Like, um, and yeah, so the... I felt like Tampa was on the front foot, but not getting great, great chances. And then that Dos Santos assist was just like an absolute perfect ball. Uh, but from Wyke, I think. Yeah. Um, 
um, dropped it straight to DeSantis, like easy goal for him. And then I was actually kind of impressed that after that goal, that second period, I, I think Louisville actually did like given the personnel they had on the field did quite a good job of like, they did not give that game up. I think yeah they had Oscar specifically had some rockets in that near the end of the game that I thought, I thought he had it tied up when the ball left his foot on that second one. Like the first one he, the first one he had, he hit it a little high and you could tell, I mean, it was a really good shot, but it was just a little tall, but that second one he put on frame was real dangerous. And, uh, uh, and Tampa had to make a really good save, but Oscar just about tied it up in that, in that second period. But so I, I think credit to the team for, like getting some attack in and and like making a game out of it in that second quarter yeah. it was yeah they didn't just give up yeah because I, yeah. like you could tell everyone was gassed yeah it was very much an uphill battle it just you know and it really sucked not being able to have jogo for that whole overtime I, yeah. i'll just mention that with the way the subs went like he had to do a lot of defending in that second half and like him, him and Jorge just looked gassed from all of the defending. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, those were understandable substitutions, but it just sucks to have to go in overtime, a whole overtime without a big, big pieces like that. Yeah, I and yeah, I don't, ha- I don't really, honestly, have too much big of an issues with lost substitutions. Even like Greg coming in for for Cam, I think sometimes we don't appreciate like how awesome of a backup striker that we have. So putting fresh legs up there. Yeah, I I know some people took offense to to that or didn't like that substitution and some others like I don't know that I'm as heartbroken over him. No. Uh, Also, I misspoke. Uh, Jorge uh, Jogo subbed out at the end of regular time. Jorge subbed out in in that first overtime period. But yeah, that's when we got Jorge. Jorge looked done at the end of regular time. Like he, he was pretty gassed he was cramping up yeah um, if, if if i had to be picky i'd maybe went hoping i went a little earlier just because he feels like you know mr clutch this I, is, you know, it's hindsight biased you know i mean so i will say in real time i wanted hoping in at the start of overtime mm-hmm. i was i was a little disappointed to not see hoping check in for the yeah. for the overtime yeah um, but I think the, I don't know how many subs we, I, I think we only had one substitution window left at that point. Ooh, yeah. And so I think with as many players as gassed as we had, I think you want to hold that sub for if somebody starts to cramp up, like yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to make, I, I think the logic behind that is you don't want to make that sub at the start of the overtime period. And then like have someone pull a calf muscle or something yep. and then you're stuck down down a player yeah i mean that yeah that makes a lot of sense and again it's easy for me to flap yeah. my gums from i think from if you have couch. two substitution windows left then definitely you do that then but yeah. yeah so it was um it was tough it was it was hard being around there there were a lot of a lot of sad people i i stayed for a while i went down towards the edge of the field and the players came by and they were given like high, you know, high fives 
to everybody, to the fans that were there. And I saw the look in each and every one of their eyes. And it about broke my damn heart. They, I mean, I mean they that were, was they were obviously that was as brutal yeah. of a way to win a game as you could have. A yeah. blowout would have been better than that. Like, you know, it's tough, especially you got guys like like Chris Hubbard. He had such a great game. He had he had a good game. He's, right? he's had, he had such a great post. He had a great run yeah. of games. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Been so good. Like, I'm very happy for him that he you know he was able to to end end the year on a on on good note. But like, just. Uh, to lose like that, like, because most of those goals, like, it's not a lot he could have done on those, like. No, no, yeah. And, I don't know, did you want to talk about individual it's the, performances? It's the team's job to clear the ball out of the, yeah, out of the box on corner kicks like that. It, like, when the ball's ping-ponging around in there, like, the the keeper can't cover, cover all sides of the goal at once. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Who else do you think that had, like, on, on our team had exceptionally good or not good nights? I think Ombi had an exceptionally good and not good night. <laughs> I think to put it, I think he was creating he didn't get a second yellow. He, he was creating like like he should, and he made some just absolutely boneheaded defensive decisions that I think we were extremely lucky to not be down a player for for the end of that game. Yeah, and um. It was a similar thing both times, but like, I, I think it's maybe just like a, just like focusing in like a bull on the ball, but it's like, yeah. he has a really bad tendency. If he loses a ball to a defender that like, he just comes in late and kicks the defender up. Like the, the same thing happens a bunch and, and he got the card for it in the first half. And I mean, objectively probably should have gotten the card for it in the second half. Yeah, I was, I was going to say if, if the tables were turned, we would be irate. If, yeah. if, you know, enemy, enemy opponent, Brian Ownby did not get that, that second one. So, I mean, yeah, that was tough. And um, sitting on a card, like to do that when you're on a card. Yeah. And, and we still have the lead at that point. That was not like garbage time. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were still up. Cause that um, was about, that was about the 70th minute or so. Cause, uh, cause I was right after is when they did this trio of subs, including him yeah. coming off. Um, I, 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 I mean, I, got um, I think Hubbard played well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, it was just such a weird game. I think, yeah, like I said, I, I think probably that whole game would have looked like that first 30 minutes had it stayed like even or up one to nothing, but like to get the lead, to get the two nothing lead that early, that just like changed the whole rest of the game for both teams. That oh, that's absolutely like, uh, I, I don't think Tim, Tampa would have dominated the way they did on the set sheet. Had they not been playing from two goals behind for most of that game. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, one, I, I, I'm, I've been a big fan of West Sharpie. I thought he's grown a lot this season and i think i've said something to that effect multiple times on this podcast but i don't think he he had his top night he's sean tosh is somebody who's pretty damn consistent pat mcmahon i think is the like epitome of consistency yeah. wes i don't think is is there yet when he's when he's on he is on he does great 
but I, I think he probably had a bit more of an off night, which is unfortunate. And I don't, and I don't, and Alexi Swahi came in later, but I don't see him think, as a, as a regular starter caliber as much anymore. So that's going in the off season. I'm kind of curious what will happen in sort of the center back position. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, good. Uh, oh, they're going to say something. Oh, it's um, just me. Alexi could have been, was very close to being the hero of the game. Yeah. He just about had that clearance on that corner. Uh, I think Oscar had some very good moments in attack. Yeah. Um, I think Oscar. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad he's, I'm, I'm glad he got healthy in time for the playoffs yeah. to be like, I think a he did not have the impact. best defensive night, but I think he was very good in attack last yeah. night. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that Jogo couldn't get more into the, into the attacking elements. I think uh, on the attacking side, thinks he was, a little more quiet than we'd normally expect, but I think when you go up against some of these bigger teams, he had a hard- big defensive assignment. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think it's harder for him to play that dual role against a better, better teams versus when you're playing Sporting Kansas City too, or Atlanta United too, or you know teams like that. Well, I mean, it's like he gets to attack a lot with the way Louisville plays, but it's kind of like in a game like this one, especially when you have the lead. It, like the the cost benefit on getting forward for Jogo changes when you're up two goals. Yeah. Like it, it's way more important to not give up a counter than it is to get another goal at that point. Yeah. Oh. But so anyway, it was uh it was sadness in the bay. It was a fun trip, but I obviously did not like the outcome. And again, you know, and again, outside from my my little disagreement with the usher, and I've I've heard a few other stories oh, of people you having not you didn't talk about experiences. It. How was Al Lang like as a stadium? It's pretty cool. Um, it's it kind of sucked like at halftime trying to go to the bathroom, like because I tried to. Um, I think there were some bathrooms kind of behind the stands where I was. Yeah, they already for, crammed into that one corner, so it's got to be yeah. kind of so, yeah. So for, for people not aware, I was kind of like near the team bench where it was like, so the camera's facing me. So there's a little like, like stand up things. So I went over to like the actual like baseball part of it. And it's like right by where their supporters group was. And basically we're all just standing in line, like on the stairs there. So like get up there. It's just real slow. It took the entire half. I went right at halftime. It took the entire time, like get up there. And it was it was just more because of like the congestion in the setup more so than people taking forever in the bathroom. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's, it, it's a, it's a cool, unique stadium. Like it's not, obviously not the most optimal setup in the world because it was obviously at one point a baseball facility, but that's kind of part of its charm. And I appreciated that probably, but, you know, heads it's down at downsides like that as well. You know, one the, of the, the better setup. baseball to soccer conversions because, because they're, as far as I'm aware, not playing baseball there. They're not. With any regularity anymore. Like, they're able to really convert it to soccer in a yeah. way you don't get to in a lot of other places. Yeah, it is, it is soccer only at this point. And so, you know, it, it was cool, and it's been top of my list because it's a it's a cool stadium, and I'm, and I'm glad I got the, the opportunity to go and, and check it out the way that I did, especially with a lot of other, uh, like, traveling fans. Again, the, the tailgate was a lot of fun just meeting and hanging out with people. It was a really you know, really enjoyable time. And again, I know some people have some, some stories. I've even heard some staff and non-playing players had some, some issues as well. So I, 
wonder what will get sorted out there. But um, yeah, but, uh, but aside from all that, I think I think a lot of people had pretty enjoyable experiences. Again, putting aside the result of the match itself. I don't want to talk Sorry, about this anymore. I, I, I went back to my <laughs> thousand yard stare. As, I, I zoned out thinking of what could have been if we cleared the ball back. <laughs> you've, uh, <laughs> you've seen Arrested Development, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, like, you know, hey, yeah. Darkness, my old friend. Yeah, we're gonna make them play that music for this episode. But yeah, Job just staring off. Oh, that's that is what we're so, ending the episode. On. Yep, sound of silence. So, anyway, I Zach, I need you to cheer me up because you did not make the trip. You did stay in town though to check out all the NWSL fun going on. How yep. was that? I saw pictures it, online and it looked fun. It was a blast. There were a lot of fireworks. Our daughter, Charlotte, was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think they did a real good job putting it on. I, I have heard um, multiple like soccer media people who've been to a couple NWSL championships mention that like, like this was one of the one of, if not the best job of like really making it feel like a, a championship weekend uh, from the hosts that like, um, yeah, I think there was a lot of fun st- stuff going on. Um, do you go, do you go to stuff Friday night, the block party? I didn't have a chance, but I heard it was fun. And pictures I saw looked like everybody was having a blast. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't actually get media credentials, so I didn't get to go to some of the, some of the media events but they looked fun uh but yeah that's the um like to kick the game off before it started they had a big fireworks display um it's pretty fun uh and then they had had people come out and clean the field up and get all the debris off because they lit them off from like the center of the field whoops um but I think it was a really good game too. I mean, as far as finals go, like some of them have been pretty rough from yeah. the actual like on the field soccer standpoint. And this was probably one of the better finals that we've had in the NWSL in several years. So that was awesome to have here in Louisville. Uh, I was kind of watching the, only, the numbers on Fop Mob. I didn't get to actually watch it, but it looked that way. Like it seemed like yeah. it was flowing well. It's a good back and forth game. Like lots of teams, like both sides were attacking. I personally just felt, terrible for chicago with just the the insane bad run of injury (laughs) trouble they've had like Mm -hmm. coming into this game and then then during the game too had several important uh pieces uh um let me oh really yeah that's these are the kind of things you don't know you don't really see about injuries on fought mob or yeah i miss um, them if they are on there uh But yeah, it just, um, I mean, hats off to Chicago for fighting as much as they did. And they got the lead uh, early in the game or not, mm-hmm. not super early, but they, they went up first. Uh, and then I think uh, um, Washington came back and tied it like right before halftime. Um yeah, it was real late because I looked at it when it said like 45 minutes. And so I'm like, oh, okay, it's, it's going to go in. But uh, they're going to go say, uh, I mean, a ton of Louisville people there, like in, in racing and Louisville City gear. 
I think a bunch of people like me who didn't feel like changing before the game <laughs> later in the night <laughs> more levels than here to the game. Uh, but I was kind of surprised. Um, uh, I mean, I expected it to be mostly Louisville people, but a pretty good showing from both Washington and Chicago fan bases. Um, um, the, uh, the, the waterfront end was like packed. And I think that was the Chicago end. Uh, and then the, the Washington, the Washington end is a little unfair because it's a lot harder to make <laughs> the Cooper end look packed. Uh, yeah. but they had, they had a good showing there. Like both sides had drum, had drums, which is fun. Uh, something you get in a final that you don't normally get is because there was like a Chicago end zone and a Washington yeah. end zone. You had like drums on each side of the stadium, which was fun. Like it, it's something you don't see in other situations. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, something that threw me off is, uh, I, I didn't realize until the game started that the Washington DC city flag is like super similar to the Chicago city flag. So is I was really? real confused. Uh, look it up now. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's almost the same design as the Chicago flag, but all the stripes are on the bottom and they're red instead of blue. Yeah. But they, they have the stars and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> so I saw someone flying that on the Washington side. I was like, are there Chicago fans on the Washington? Yeah. Who are you Washington for? <laughs> uh, uh, something my like, uh, something that bugged my like reply guy got to be correct all the time. Brain the whole game though, is I, I think because it was a championship game, there were just like a, a ton of people who it was very obvious that this was the first women's soccer game that they've maybe ever gone to. And just in the like two or three rows behind me, just a lot of like questions. I knew the answer to that a wrong answer was given. And it was just like every bone in my body trying to not constantly turn around and be like, (laughs) uh, actually Robin is not the youngest player in the league. (laughs) <laughs> that actually happened on my flight back. Some people were saying some stuff about Eagles, but I was, just like, no. yeah, I'm like, uh, I can't just no. be turning around, yelling out facts at people the whole game. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna keep pressing actually, my face Olivia against Maltry the glass the of the player airplane in the league for Portland. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, the the people behind me were speculating the whole game. Uh, who on the other end in the boxes was Dennis Rodman? <laughs> because spoiler they, alert is none of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every tall person on the on the other side of the field is like, is that Dennis Rodman? Now he doesn't have enough piercings. <laughs> it's like, have you seen him? He's a very distinct character. <laughs> but yeah, it didn't occur to me until I got to the game. Like, oh yeah, Dennis Rodman may or may be here. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't think he was. I never saw any pictures of him if he was there. Uh, yeah, again, I think they have a pretty strange relationship, uh, so I don't think he's around a ton. I, yeah, I think, but yeah, good game. Uh, good back and forth. Uh, I think, Rod, speaking of Rodman, I think she had a very good second half um, and, and extra time. Um I saw her make. Uh, I saw a few like a few clips of her making some nice moves. Dominate. She did not look as dominant as she has looked in the games against racing. <laughs> yeah, but I think she had a good, a good like close to the game. Yeah, um, That's a pretty cool way to to cap off her rookie season. Yep. Yeah, big talk on our 
uh, <laughs> big talk on our like Louisville soccer group chat uh, over whether or not we will come to regret the Emily Fox pick. I, I am in the, I am of the opinion that one, that's very early to be regretting anything. It seems to me, regardless of how Rodman's career ends up going, I don't think we're ever going to regret, regret that pick because I think it's very clear that Emily Fox is going to be a very high level player. And yep. like, that's about is like that. They did as good with that pick as you could expect. Even if, even if Rodman maybe ends up having a better overall career, like they did good with that pick. It, I, that pick is not going to be a, a burnout. I think, yeah, I think we got what we need. I think we really need it, need it more strong defenders. I think they're like, like Becky said this, that they're harder to come by. So I agree with it. I'm fine with it. Well, this, was, think, this wasn't like a situation. It's not like a Peyton Manning versus Ryan Leaf. Like one's a bust and one's going to make it like. I, yeah, I think we had talked about, <laughs> I think probably the way I see this working out is like, this is like a, if we're talking about the, the 84 draft with Michael Jordan, at, we're probably Houston in that situation where like we got Akeem and Chicago got Jordan. And like, I don't think either side is going to be is mad about that really in yeah. the long run. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm yeah I'm I'm totally at peace with that. But you also you kind of reminded me of a of an of another little tidbit of racing news that do you see that news about Freya? Yeah, I I was gonna I was gonna bring this up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> we we're we're apparently getting some offers from Real Madrid for Freya for the the reported number was a hundred thousand euro, which I think is one hundred twelve thousand dollars something around there. So uh, that was declined. Oh, it was um, I didn't know I didn't actually know that there yeah. was a response issued. All right, I I thought the article said it was, but anyway, that, oh, I, didn't, I, a, just, I just saw, I just saw the tweet. I didn't see an article. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I I guess Real Madrid is wanting to make a splash this off season or this this year uh, with the women's team. I, the article mentioned so they're going to be like spending some money, but very cool that like we're just fielding phone calls from Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I had a moment this weekend um, that like just hammered in how, how big of a deal it is having an NWSL team here in Louisville. Like that's an, that's an international like famous thing is I, uh, um, we, my aunt and uncle recently moved back to town from France and my, my aunt is from Louisville, but my, my uncle is from France and I was talking to him like this weekend about the final. And I mentioned, I just mentioned like, Oh, like it would have been real nice to take you if, if OL rain had made the final because they're owned by Olympic Lyon in France. And he was like, Oh yeah. Uh, they, uh, traded Les Somer and Bouhati. Uh, they lo- loaned Les Somer and Bouhati over to them earlier this year like he like he he is french he follows soccer but he is not like a diehard <laughs> like soccer fan yeah he was just casually aware of like nwsl roster <laughs> transition like news from from like these like stuff that happens in this league is getting reported internationally and people mm-hmm. are aware of it so that's awesome i i realized I I realize now I'm gonna have to bring up 
<laughs> what's going on with PSG right now with him <laughs> next time I see him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get his take on that since he actually can read French language news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's still a wild one. Yeah. I guess we can't bring that up without mentioning just <laughs> a little background on what's going on with PSG. Yeah. I mean, uh, to sum it up, it's like a Tanya Harding situation. Early. Yeah, no, don't... actually. So you're, it, you're, that's what it started at least as yes, you, so you're, you're one news revelation b- behind on that one because so, so um, PSG had a player who was attacked getting out of a car. She was in a car with a couple other teammates and uh, a couple of, I think, as yet unknown people uh, uh, attacked her and hit her legs with some blunt objects. And uh, uh, initially they took in one of her teammates for questioning, but that was just she was a teammate who was in the car. It, it was her car that they were driving at the time, I guess is why she was initially taking it, taking it for questioning. Uh, as of right now, she's not suspected to have anything to do with it. Um, but um, uh, <laughs> I, the current reporting I've seen on it, they were questioning the former athletic director from, I, uh, is it Real Madrid or is it Barcelona? Hang is uh, she played it either now, now I want to say Real Madrid, but now I'm like wondering if I'm just bringing that up because I talked no, about Real Madrid already. I'm I'm, le- I'm leaning that way too. Yeah. Okay. So I think he was the former athletic director for Real Madrid, um, and uh, I guess the tabloid reporting now is that his wife hired men to assault her because she was having an affair with with her husband who who is who is her former uh athletic director anyway it, there's a lot of there's a lot of tabloid stuff going on uh and everything in english we're getting has already been translated so it's like there's probably some some loss there but anyway oh, it's yeah. crazy the whole story is crazy every turn it takes is crazier than last turn yeah i mean uh I'm glad we don't have a have that situation at NWSL. We have everything else, but I, not that one. The athletic director stuff is getting very close to stuff we have in NWSL. <laughs> oh. If she was having an affair with someone who was her athletic director at a team she was at, that's that is that's yeah. very very close to. to yeah, but we, we haven't had like that. We haven't had like the Tanya Harding like aspect, like the yeah the attacking people. But so. I want to I want to repeat I, that appears to not be what happened. So. That was apparently some bad reporting early on and some bad reporting for the police. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, obviously. It's a crazy times there. Yeah. Anyway, crazy stuff going on at PSG. We, thankfully, we had a lot of locker room drama this season, but nothing as bad as this. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Did you have any other topics you want to bring up? Or there's a few house, housekeeping items I would like to go over before uh, we uh, shoot. We depart. Where are we at for housekeeping? So obviously, we don't have any more games to cover this season. Yeah, and that's a I have been damn avoiding shame. recapping. Like, I want to say because it, it was a great year for Louisville City on the whole. Yeah, and I don't want to let like a bad last thirty seconds <laughs> take away from that. So. Yeah. But I've, I have avoided getting into it too much because I think we're going to do a 
recap the year episode. You got so. it. That's what I was going to get into. So for those of you listening, you're not going to be without our beautiful voices, my froggy voice, because I did a lot of yelling the other day. Uh, we both did a lot of yelling. <laughs> um, so, oh, wait. Okay. Get to this. Then I have a story. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to be doing is that we'll have some recap episodes coming up in the near future. We're going to recap the entirety of, of racing season, and we're going to bring in a few guests. We're going to do the same thing with Louisville City. And I got a few other, few other ideas in the works. So even in the off season, I'm hoping that we can still have some some periodic episodes. Might come out in some kind of like random bases or whatnot. But yeah. as long as we We're have content and ideas worthwhile for averaging like one a month in the off season, depending on how things go. I yeah. think we want to try to focus on some interviews more than we've done this year. Yeah, like we're gonna. Um, I want to get the Lavender Legion on. We're gonna gonna talk with them just because I want to just see, like, you know, how was it starting a supporters group for a new NWSL team? Um, uh, you know, amidst all the the chaos that was this NWSL season, and whatnot. So that that'll be a fun conversation. I'm hoping we can maybe get uh, somebody and the um, within the organization to come on. We'll chat offline on that. And uh, we, yeah, I'm sure we're going to come up with other ideas too. So there will be more content. There will be more opportunities to listen to us talk soccer, to fill that void in your life. I don't know about you guys, but like I spent a lot of time thinking and talking and doing stuff related to Louisville City Racing Louisville. And now that it's kind of like over for the season, I don't know what to do with myself. Ben, can I, can I jump in real quick? Jump in, man. Pet peeve of mine. I hate calling stuff content. It like makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. It feels like it feels like if you're like YouTubers, smash no, that like no, button. No, 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 no. I, I just think it's like diminishing of the stuff you do. Like you just it seems like you just shovel content into a thing. It, it feels like if someone worked in a factory, they were like, I make products. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really into I like I like making I make I make products. That's that's fair. What what would you like me to use? I was trying. I try to use that words because it's more copyright. Like if I'm talking about writing, I'll talk about the writing. If I'm talking yeah. about podcast, talk about podcast. I like talking about I'm what talking the about thing like is. Both. Yeah. We'll have some pods for you in the off season. Yes, I'm going to do writing too. We'll have I got a lot of ideas there. I'll I'll be giving bad opinions on Twitter all all year round. You should. You do can some always writing. sign up for that. Ooh, I mean, if the people want it, I'll do it. But I'm not a good writer. Give the people what they want. you said you you had a story i want to hear it oh yeah so i forgot to mention how i took in the end of the game because so so we're at home uh have to put charlotte to bed at eight o'clock uh and so we put the game on in the bedroom real quiet and and put her to bed um and so I'm watching it in the bedroom, lights out, trying not to make a lot of noise from the second half onward. And our freaking internet cut out at the 93rd minute. Oh, you weren't kidding. I thought you were joking when we were when we were talking no, earlier. <laughs> no. I'm we're in we're in full on squeaky butt time. I am like like I am my whole body is tense trying to watch the team close this game out everything dies the screen freezes we lose our internet connection at the 93rd minute i oh. i am desperately like resetting the router and plugging stuff in i come back in and it is it is this time in between when the <laughs> when the half, second half ended and the overtime started and they're and the score is even and i have no clue how it happened 
Oh, I thought you were being facetious. I thought you were just talking about like, yeah, we should just talk about the 93rd minute onward. I'm like, I'm good calling it there. No, man. Yeah. I, I was like, when it went out, I was like, surely they closed this out. Surely I am going to get this internet turned back on and, and the game is going to be over. It's going to be two to one. No. Oh, that reminds me if just I, uh, if I go to like a, if I, I, I don't do this, but if I hear it, it's because my hand is rubbing down my face and it's in front of my mouth right now. It reminds me if I don't do this, but if, if I theoretically did this, like watched a UFC event on a, on some random website and I go to watch the fight and then it freezes up because it's not a good website. And as soon as I get it on, there's a guy like laying on the ground. I'm like, great. I missed the whole thing. I stayed up real late for this. To remind and me I'm of. just going to finish out the pod with my head on the desk. I don't know how this sounds. I don't care. I can't lift it up. I've run I don't out of energy. I don't care anymore either. Great season, though. What a year. It's a good season. Seven Eastern Conference Finals. What is that? No one does that. Yeah, I mean, I, I we have a, we have way more positives than negatives. It, I mean, we're we're such a good team, and we brought so close. And again, like we said early on, we were pretty notably the underdogs, and I don't think it was outside the realm of reason. Unfortunately, I told multiple people, I don't think I said it on the podcast, but I told multiple people, I'm like, this has all the makings for an instant classic, and I technically wasn't wrong. So you jinxed it. I jinxed it. See, I held it in. I didn't say anything about it until it was over. Look, if if we're going to blame that on, on a jinx, like, you know what? I'll take it. I'll be the martyr. <laughs> I'll go down with the ship. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it was certainly a memorable one just for the wrong reasons. Man, I can't forget it. All right. Well, I think we depressed our viewers again. Right. I mean, we're talking about happy, fun now. stuff and crazy stuff. And it's, then now we're going to have it back some up. fun recaps. It's going to be yep. good season recaps. Yes. There's more podcasts coming. I did not use the word content. There's more podcasts at, coming. At some point, we're going to have a coaching announcement to do a pod about for racing. At some point, I would hope before the draft. Yeah, I think that will be uh, sooner than later. <laughs> so we will see. All right. Let's let these fine people go. Let them recuperate. Let them process the seasons. And we'll get into it because especially at the NWSL side, like, it's going to be busy. You got expansion drafts. You got regular we're drafts. Have a lot of stuff to talk about off season. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a new coach announcement, and then God I mean, knows what's are, gonna happen at the roster. You know, we're getting because we drafted those players that we didn't actually get in last year's draft. Just through the draft, as of right now, we've got eight players coming <laughs> just from college. No, so that not, that part I'm really excited be, about. Even if the only players we add are from the draft, which I would be. Once we get a new coach, I would be surprised if we don't do any trades or any signings other than the draft. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it will be. Uh, but even chaotic. if it's just the draft, that's eight new players coming to town next year. Yep. So it'll be fun to see. Lots to go over. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for tuning in to the Vamos Marauders podcast. It has been a fun season. We've enjoyed doing this. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Thank you as always to the state of Louisville for hosting us. If you guys have not checked out their content, do so, especially if you're a Cards fan or fan of any other sports in the in the city. They're doing some great work, and they're building something real special over there, and we're pretty excited to be part of it. As always, I'm Benson Newman. You can find me on Twitter, PurpleSDF. I'm sure I'm going to have some weird things to say in the offseason. Running my mouth on Twitter. 
find Turn me there. Turn off those notifications now, bud. I am on Twitter as well. You can find me at ZachWAllen. That's a wrap for the 2021 season, and we will start off-season talk soon. Bye, my Marauders. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.